The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. At 206 on this Thursday afternoon. Thanks for joining us, Jalen Nye, Andrew Gross, Gord Steinke joining us in studio for his hey. usual Thursday check-in. Yeah, good afternoon. Nice to see you guys again. Nice to see you too. Um, a short show, slightly abbreviated today as uh, the Edmonton Oilers take on the Nash Phil Predators. Should be, uh, oh, let me turn that on. Should be a good game because the Predators are a good team yeah. and we only seem to play well against good teams. Yeah, so it seems that we just blow them out of the water, the sure. good teams. <laughs> I know. Although, it, I think they just had, uh, this is more uh, Oilers Now type talk, but I think they just had a great game, the Preds did, against uh, Vancouver. So, um, they're hot. Mm, they're hot. Yeah. Well, maybe they're worn out. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe. That, that would help. They're tired. City Fort Faceoff show gets underway at 5.30. Puck drop at 7 o'clock tonight. Uh, quick update. What's going on at your neighbors? You know, interesting. You probably don't know this whole situation. No. Gordon, what's going but, on? Well, the police converged upon my neighbor's house, uh, what, last night? Was that last night or two nights ago? Boy, never a dull moment. No, as the turvy bends, I'll tell you what, yeah. I'm on a, what you would think would be a sleepy street, but there had been a break-in at the house next door to mine. A oh, neighbor dear. phoned it in, I yeah. guess. Um, Carol would have witnessed it had she gone upstairs. She heard it, but didn't think anything of it. Uh, but police converged on his house after one police officer investigated the break-and-enter wow. and determined that there was something inside the house that would be of interest to law enforcement. So, Okay, not the burglar. Not the burglar at all, yeah. yeah. So he had shone his flashlight in the basement window and then called for backup, and it arrived. So huh. they were there all night, and in the morning, police, CMS, uh, fire were all there. These guys in hazmat suits were okay. all there. really. Yeah, they carried some stuff out of the basement. So. How well do you know? your neighbor not well enough apparently <laughs> i've had my suspicions for years yeah i mean anybody who parks in front of your house for a month at a time is probably operating a meth lab <laughs> yeah. so <laughs> oh, yeah, i mean maybe that's a leap uh but at the end they had police stationed there most of yesterday and they were gone this morning my son went off to the university boy uh, that's frightening right next door yep hmm. uh yeah i'm not frightened at all i'm actually quite relieved well that's because you have a hazmat suit but. well exactly Plus, it's nice to know there's that kind of... No, never mind. I won't even make a joke about it. No, but that's terrible. Yeah. Anyway, that's stressful for your He's home, entire though. neighborhood. The guy's yeah. home. The guy's home. Oh. So I don't know what that means, but then I didn't see him. His car's still gone. They towed that as well. But uh, my son left for university for exams this morning and texted me to say, oh, by the way, our neighbor's home. So... I'm yeah. a, hey, here's a question for you. What if it was like a, a still or something, some moonshine? Maybe. maybe. Worse than that could be. Yeah, it could just Can't be a just jump to conclusions. No, no, absolutely not. Maybe it was, maybe they took an interest in interior decoration. You don't know. There could be a lot <laughs> of explanations. My question is this. My neighbor and I don't talk anyway, that mm-hmm. one. Uh, but So it wouldn't be awkward for me not to talk to him. But he is my neighbor over a fence. Right. Um, sure. See him all the time. Um, do I say Hello. Next time I see him, they go, hey, what's up with the police raid on your house? Or do you just sort of pretend that didn't happen? I would ask him. What's yeah, the it's your neighbor. You know, you're over the fence and he's cutting the lawn. But they never, discuss, yeah. they never talk before. We never talk, so, nor do we make eye contact. Yeah. We, we talked the first day. So now you're just being really nosy. But and, this, it's none yeah. of your, and he's going to say, it's none of your business, mister. But that's a great icebreaker, though. I mean, <laughs> yeah, sure. it's a great icebreaker. You know, finally, finally, we have something to talk hey, about. Hey, yeah. neighbor, what do you do for a living? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, now I'm curious. I can't help but notice you don't go to a regular 
get her job. So how do you pay for that? Mm. Mm. Oh, you can't pick your neighbors, as they say. No, he was suspicious the day he moved in, frankly. Mm. But we talked about this yesterday or the day before. What do you do when you have suspicions about a neighbor but no proof of anything? Exactly. So you just sort of keep an eye on things. We (laughs) we installed a burglar alarm almost primarily because we live next to this guy and not because we thought he'd break in. But there was an unsavory element that kept showing up at his house. And I thought, you know, probably a good idea that we... People coming and going, you mean? Visitors didn't stay long? Never. Mm. He doesn't have a key to the front door. He has a padlock, or not a padlock, a, a pad, you know, keypad thing. And a lot of people seem to have the combination to it. Hmm. We have a funny neighbor. In our, our, somebody moved in, and they've got three signs on a, on a post up front. It says, uh, no trespassing, beware of dog, and trespassers will be shot. No, it doesn't say shot on sight, but they just say no trespassing, you know, beware of dog, and there's another one, too. Abs- oh, private property. Yeah. And you wonder, well, and there's nobody ever there, and you wonder... Really? I just like to go up, knock on the door, and say, "Welcome what to the neighborhood." What is going in there? Yeah, yeah. But I haven't done that yet. But well, I'll go with you to okay. your neighbor if you go with sure. me to mine. Done. That'd okay. be funny to have Gord Stanky show up your door. Hey, we were just wondering what you do for a living. We were just talking about you <laughs> on the radio, as a matter yeah, of fact. Yeah. Well, it's bizarre because. Yeah, neighbors are an interesting thing. I'm lucky I've got fairly yeah, good neighbors. That's but, nice. So do I. But great neighbors. A couple of years back, Coach and I uh, went on a walk down in the River Valley, and we decided to take a shortcut up the side of the ravine. <laughs> and we got really, really lost somehow. And during when we finally got to the top of the ravine, we're like, oh, finally, finally, finally. And we were approached by two big, scary dogs, like two big... Mm. <laughs> Right, so we. How, what? Sorry. Almost oh. like zombie dogs. Did not think she'd do that a second. <laughs> no, that's a perfect. I knew what she meant. Zombie dogs. Yeah, wow. And so we grabbed sticks and backed away. Then we had to climb a tree to jump a fence to get to another to another thing. But I have no idea in our neighborhood where that house is. It's down. Mm. It's down mm. a little path somewhere with two dogs and a you know. And <laughs> it, it, again, it's just one of those. You, yeah. you wonder sometimes about the things, that you, and it's probably for the best, you, about the things that are going on in your neighborhood that you don't know mm-hmm. what are what what's going on. Yeah. But that was that well, was one of them. Well, there's small mysteries all the way up to big mysteries. Yes. Right? Like as to what this guy was doing with his house, which he owns, by the mm-hmm. way, according to him. So he's not a renter or anything. He bought the house, and I'm told by the old owner, with cash. Should that have been a... Anyway, but there's little mysteries... Like, we had a neighbor that had a baby that was crying all the time, Uh and we knew them, and I said one time, hey, I've got a method for putting babies to sleep, so if you're ever at the end of your road of patience... Let me do, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, they just, we never heard the baby again, Hmm. or saw the baby again, (laughs) and then they moved out. Right. Yeah, and was like, oh, that, I wonder... Yeah, everything, it's, everything that, okay? Yeah, everything went really quiet. Yeah, yeah, it was just, it's one of those weird things, and now they're gone, so we can't ask them. But how would you even ask them? I don't know. I think you're, everybody's you're got a house, okay? a house like that, though. Like, growing up, you just brought back memories of, you know, there's a strange house you even hated to walk by yes. anyway, mm-hmm. on your way home from school. Mm-hmm. You kind of went on the other side mm-hmm. of the road, because you know there was something odd about it. it. Grass wasn't cut, and yeah. the door's always open, but there's nobody there. And <laughs> one, of my, one of my old neighbors stole from my wedding. Really? Stole something from my wedding. Huh. You invited this person to I your wedding? I invited this person to my wedding. <laughs> and then he stole something from my wedding. And so then at the church I, or at the reception? At the reception. At the reception. And um, it was in his garage for... Oh. For months on end, really, until the time that I decided I'd finally got enough gumption up to go and steal it back, really, <laughs> and it was gone. Huh? Oh. Yeah, it was gone. And never, not a word said. No, no. 
No. How did you see it in his garage, just walking by? Because I used to um, look after his dog on occasion. Okay. So I had oh, I had right. the coat. Boy, that's just not smart. <laughs> no, it's not <laughs> smart. <laughs> <laughs> and and actually, because someone saw him leaving the wedding with it, and was like, "Does that? Yeah." Maybe then, he thought it was a complimentary gift. I think Thanks that's exactly what he thought mm. it was. Thanks but for coming. It most definitely wasn't. It actually got shipped in all the way from New Orleans, and it was what, like, "What was the gift?" It doesn't matter what the gift was, but it no, was... No, but out of pure curiosity. Mm. Yeah, no, no, it's okay. <laughs> but it was something was, yeah, it was yeah. something was stolen as a part of uh, one of the displays. Something. At the wedding, at the reception. Yeah. Well, for heaven's huh. sakes. Well, that's, that's weird just... that you'd want to keep that a secret, honestly. Well, um, just because I don't need to, to possibly identify. Oh, I Thank see. You. <laughs> okay, fair enough. All right. Whereas you're willing to throw out meth lab. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, nah, I'm just... Uh, that's yeah. a reporter in you. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> that goes back a long time. Comedian in me. Yeah, we just got a text saying, aren't you afraid your neighbor listens to the radio? I hope he listens to the radio. Because if I've misunderstood anything that I've witnessed, and I certainly didn't make up the 20 cops that converged on us. Yeah, yeah, come on over and explain it to me. Sure. And I'll uh, I'll certainly do a follow-up here. Well, he, the, the the bottle of rum you brought him years back didn't help, so no, there's not. there's nothing you can do at this point. On the suggestion of one of our listeners, yeah. because we'd had some problems with his dog and with his parking habits, <laughs> uh, I took a bottle of uh, rum over, knocked on the door, but he wasn't there, so I left it on the doorstep saying, I think we got off to a shaky start. Uh, I hope this will help smooth things out. Nice bottle of rum. Nice bottle of rum. Mm. And the note was ripped off it, and the bottle was put back on my well. Wow. Okay, yeah. I think we should stop talking about this guy. I think <laughs> that might be a good idea. Let's take a break here at 2.15. Interested to uh, talk to you about an interview that you did today and some video oh, that uh, that you saw, because there's going to be a lot of folks listening that can unfortunately oh, yeah. relate to this. We've dash talked about uh, dash cam uh, videos. We've talked about run-ins with deer and moose and wildlife. This is this wow. is something else. We'll see this. do this right after this. It's on the Great. 6.30 Chad Afternoon News. Uh, as we went to break, we were talking about some dash cam video. Yeah, just before I, I came over here, yeah, I had an email from a, a, a very nice gentleman, and a gentleman that's lucky to be alive. He's mm. an Edmonton man, but he's a he's, uh, crane operator. He was coming home from uh, White Court area. He's got dash cam video, and he's, it's 6.20 at night. I think it was November 23rd. And he drops off this video, and he says, "I don't know if you're really interested in this, or if it's any good, or if you can use it. But would you take a look? And if you want, if you like it, you know." And I said, "Well, we'll take a look at it." And we plugged it in. Uh, we we downloaded it into our edit suite. So there's five, six people standing by. And as soon as the video went in, there was a gasp. Everybody just shrieked. What you see is is uh, his car. It was an Audi, so it's a small car. And he's just driving along. He's he's doing uh, about 110. He mm-hmm. said on uh, Highway 43, just south of Mayorthorpe by the Rockford Bridge. Okay. And uh, with it, it's so funny how fast this happens because he's just driving merrily along, and it goes for about 10 seconds, and all of a sudden, this huge moose is right in front of his car, like right in mm-hmm. front of it. He hits it broadside uh, at 100, at 100, and he's, and then it just goes black. And you would think that would be the, probably this guy would be the last thing you'd mm-hmm. see. That's the last mm-hmm. sight you would see is this moose and then lights out. And uh, he came in just did an interview with him. We're going to show it tonight at 5 and 6. And he did, the interview was he just couldn't believe. You know, he showed me pictures. He's got video of the inside of his car after it's totaled. Mm-hmm. And totaled. I mean, there's nothing left of the dash. The front windshield's gone. The back windshield's gone. And I guess the, the he hit the moose, kind of went underneath it, it flipped it up, it hit the windshield, hit the roof, hit the back, and then it hit the ground. There's a police officer behind him and just 
was like looking at a ghost, she said, when he got out of the car. Oh, she my said, gosh. I didn't expect anything like this. She took him to the hospital, and he didn't have a scratch on it. Oh, jeez. Hmm, Lucky him. We'll show you this dash cam video. It's amazing, and just the damage to the car. And, uh, yeah, this guy's saying, I think I've got a guardian angel on my on Well, my especially, uh, you know, and, and who knows, maybe, oh, just because the, those big leggy moose in a yep. smaller mm-hmm. car, you just depending on where it's coming into the windshield on you. Yeah, and, and how fast it can happen. That's, yeah. the, that's the thing we all forget. You know, life goes along, and, you, you know, you're worried about the debt or something, and, and then all of a sudden you're driving home, and then that just happened in a, in a split, in half a second. So we've slowed the video down because it happens so fast, it's like within three seconds yeah. when it when it actually just wanders into the front of the And it doesn't have car. to be out near Mayerthorpe for this to happen. I know right. there's there's a, a couple of times that we were driving out to... Um, Sherwood Park not too long ago and there was a moose crossing the hen day. Jim just laughs. I'm like, moose, moose, big moose. Uh, There was a moose out by our place not too long that that crossed the road. Now, we have a lot of deer. We have lots of deer. But, uh, man, you don't want to hit a moose. As a motorcyclist, I I remember one time driving home from work on the white mud. So we're out uh, heading just below Sherwood Park and I was just merrily going along and I was looking at kind of at the sunset, a beautiful ride home. I look over and and I'm doing about 80. I think that's the speed limit there. So you're doing about 80K. I look over and there's a moose running right beside me yeah. in the ditch. And I'm yeah. just, this freaks you out because stay right where you are, yeah. boy. Oh, yeah. I don't want you coming Absolutely. up here. Well, I've completely written off two cars now, one hitting a moose. To a wild animal. And one hitting a deer. And that, But I've hit more than that, but just not written off the vehicle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what can you do, really? I mean, when you look not at this, lot. this guy was doing everything he could. He was he one, he did make an interesting point. He said, you don't really want to put your brights on, even though it's like a four-lane highway, a double highway out there in 43. Because, you know, people flash their lights, and he said, if I would have had my high beams on, you know, maybe then it would have been a, I would have seen it. But you're not, yeah. you know, Curtis, no, you, you don't really what? do that. But. You wouldn't have seen it. The moose especially, uh, and at night, they're big and they're dark, and you don't see them, and yeah. you almost, as you're driving, think, what what am I looking at? Mm-hmm. And, and I always have my, um, I have lights on the bottom of my car. It's the reason I moved over to a Jeep from a Tempo, because I, mm. the last car I rode off hitting a moose was a Tempo. And I wanted a car that could at least take a little impact yep. with wildlife. But my lights, one sort of shines towards, I have these lower running lights that one shines towards the ditch, which is typically where they come flying out of. Yeah. But you still will pass one and think, ah, that was a moose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And the difference from my experience between moose, elk, deer, uh, is that moose don't try and get out of the way or run, and they're not fast. They just right. lumber up out of the ditch and... There's no, there's, they, they there's don't really care. Nothing, they don't no. care, right? No. no but I, elk and deer will typically be running quickly and across. jump and get yeah. Out of the so way. I always aim for their hind quarter because I figure they're not going backwards, right? Right. Yeah. You well, know. and it's interesting because we had mm-hmm. an we did an interview not too long ago with uh, John Bordignon from uh, State Farm Insurance, right. and he said, "Nope." He says, "Go right through." Yeah. Go straight through. Don't better, try to swerve or you well, better yeah, option says, than trying to steer around. Yeah. Or hit, well, I was sur- brakes, yeah. And I was surprised. Did your airbag go off or, or anything? Yeah. Nope. The airbag never went up and he called Audi and, and uh, I mean, they had to replace the car yeah. or insurance did. But he said, no, the, the, the bags won't go off if, if you're still moving forward. Jeez, that's right. My bags didn't go off. See, if you would have hit a, a concrete barrier, it yeah. would go off because that's a sudden stop. But he kind of went under the moose. The moose flipped yeah. up and over and I he kept the, going. I think how low his vehicle was might have had something to do with that. Yeah, and it's probably a good yeah. thing. 
thing. You know, you guys have both uh, been uh, through Sault Ste. Marie. Oh, you both yeah. have traveled mm-hmm. the Trans-Canada Highway Absolutely. between Thunder Bay and Sault Ste. Marie. You'll Big remember going into Sault Ste. Marie or coming out of Sault Ste. Marie towards Thunder Bay, but there's a big, huge hill, it's Mile Hill, and at the very bottom of that, they have moose lights up. So there's a mm. swamp on either side of the highway. There's a whole like bunch of swamp uh, that heads out to to the lake. They have actually put a moose crossing up. So if there's any if there's any activity, movement. if there's any movement, the lights will start flashing. So yeah. you oh, will really. see that coming down the hill or coming up towards the hill to that area so to know that something has some been activity. in that area, which I think is a great yeah, idea. What a great idea. Yeah. I remember going through New Brunswick and I and I was looking over driving through and I and I couldn't believe the size of the, the wire mesh fences that were up, like fifteen mm-hmm. feet tall. All along the highway, even though it was a uh, again just the just like Highway 43 or the Trans Canada, but it went for miles and miles. And that's what it's for is to keep the moose out of there. But wow. that's a, a huge expense. Mm-hmm. I, I'm amazed with the technology. I want to get one of these dash cams now. I have you one. Know? I used it for the longest time. You like it? Uh, I do, but you find yourself uh, deleting a lot of video. Yeah, because really there's nothing happens. Nothing happening, right? Um, and then the other night, without going to the story again, there were some really reckless drivers on Highway 2, but I hadn't put uh, the dash cam okay. on. And I don't leave it in my car because my car has been broken into before, so I don't want to lose it. Yeah, uh, You have to really get in the habit of using it all the time. But And hopefully you never have to use the contents of that Absolutely, cam, yeah. Right? It'd be great if there was an accident, but if there's an accident happening right in front of you, then you don't yeah. have time to turn the camera exactly. on. Exactly. I, I mean, sure it, they worked. well, it runs the whole time. I, I just plug it in and start it. Okay. And so it just runs the whole time. And then when I get to my destination, I just uh, delete the video footage and start again the next yeah. time, right? But I sort of got out of the habit of using it and then could have totally used it the other night with these cars. With the, on the QT, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. Well, I tell you, they're great for television when a viewer comes oh, yeah. in and says, hey, we're thinking of you. And it's a nice learning experience for people just to, and for me too, just to, well, to watch it. what a it. reminder to see it well, firsthand. Oh, it's shocking. We yeah. can sit here and talk about it all you want, unless you've gone through it yeah. or mm. really have this, seen something. That's yeah, like... Watching the video makes you feel like you were there or it brings back bad memories mm. again of miss, nearly uh, missing stuff. So, I don't know. Well, that moose that I hit peeled my car like a can. Unreal. Took the roof and the side, the passenger side, right off the car. That's crazy. And and the car went black, too, which is the, you know, as you sort of think back on it right afterwards, you're in shock when you first hit something, Mm -hmm. and you think, what just happened, right? And then you start sort of replaying it in your mind. Why didn't I see that, or what did I do? Did I hit the brakes, right? right, Or did I hit the gas, or what did I do? And then the police arrive, and they start asking you those same questions. But the one thing I remembered is the whole night went black real fast. I hit that moose, uh, <laughs> and all the interior lights, my ex- my exterior, my headlights, everything, everything went out. just went out. Wow. Uh-huh. And I'm not sure why. Uh, well, I'm, I guess because they weren't there anymore, but I just remember seeing him, hitting him, and then this blackness. And You're out in the middle of nowhere. Right. And, yeah. and you bring the car to a stop, and there's the, the engine had stopped. I mean, there's just no noise. And you sit there for a second and think, what just happened? Yeah, yeah, it's you know? shocking. Yeah, this, yeah. this fellow uh, Ralph was telling me he said he couldn't put a sentence together for about mm-hmm. forty-eight hours. His wife kept saying, "Well, what happened?" And his, and and he just said, "I couldn't, I couldn't really tell." You're in shock, and so he said a day or two later, I started putting sentences yeah. back together. He couldn't sleep for four days. <laughs> no wow. wonder. Wow, there was a story out of. Um Thunder Bay, between Thunder Bay and was it uh, Pigeon Rivers at the crossing down there, uh, about someone hitting, and this was years back, someone hitting a moose and the antlers came through and they, the, the fellow died mm. from the antler going through his chest cavity, cavity mm. that it, wow. when it came up into the window. Sure, and that's how he died. Like, 
<laughs> yeah, and I've heard we've had stories on where the, the, the leg of the moose will go through the front windshield and it's flailing around oh. inside there. Oh, terrible. Uh, anyway, on that note, tune are, are in Are you all ready for Christmas? Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all is merry, all is bright. Yeah. Moose meat for everyone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no kidding. Lipton onion soup mix and you're good to go. Sorry, um, Bullwinkle. <laughs> he's not pulling Santa's sleigh. It's okay. That's okay. Um, Gordo, you'll, we'll see you next Thursday? Yeah, we'll be here next okay. Thursday. Yep. Have a great weekend. And we'll check out that video on Global News. That's going up tonight at 5 and 6. Oh, Chedville, you're amusing. Oh, texting line? Yeah. Just, you know, some just telling their run-ins with critters. Yeah. Have you not hit anything on the highway? Oh, don't jinx me, man. No, 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 no. Well, do, do you remember I had hit two deer? in the course of two months, and I'd gone years without hitting a deer, and I'm telling Hunter about it, and he's like, have you ever hit a moose? And I was like, oh God, no. That night was the night I hit, hit the a moose. moose. Yeah. No, haven't, uh, haven't ever even, um, no, I haven't. I hit a bird, <laughs> which was awful. Mm. Probably um, run over a rabbit or a groundhog. Mm, not that I know of, not that I remember. Mm. Um, we're very, very aware of um, the deer out mm-hmm. by our place because they've they're just they're all over the place mm-hmm. it's just it's it's quite unreal but you're driving out it's suburban where you live though right so you're not doing 110 no you're doing 80 90 on that yeah. road yeah um and they're down three is the highway they're I, down in the ditch oh yeah for sure 43 the, is the highway that i'm most concerned about uh where i've had the most yeah run-ins i uh yellowhead uh, through Saskatchewan, I've hit a deer, but there's certain highways that you know you've been on a lot of times. You've yeah. seen a lot of wildlife, uh, and like when we talked to that uh, insurance uh, fellow, there are areas that you just know, oh yeah, and are marked, mm-hmm. and they're marked for a good reason. One of the most bizarre things uh, the deer out at our place around six twenty at night, mm-hmm. they line they line up single file across the field. Yeah. To cross the road to get to the other field, but they line up single file. So that must is that that weekly or every night? It's on a fairly regular basis. Mm. I thought at first time I saw it, oh, that's a, just a random one-off. But no, we see it all the time. They're all they're lined up. They're probably they, going to a meeting of they've, some kind. <laughs> they've spread out. They're probably ten meters away from each other, all oh. one behind each other, heading the same way over across the road. You know, I don't know if you'll find this to be uh, interesting. Nature's bizarre. Well, yeah, ex- I was about to say, or disturbing. And maybe this is an image you don't want. Well, and that's it's like, where are they? What if they're smart enough to line up in single file? <laughs> or to cross enough, the road. Dumb enough that they just automatically. We can't line get up. our kids to line up in single file to cross the road. Right, because they question it, whereas <laughs> the deers don't. Uh, when I hit the last deer that I hit, uh, it came out of the ditch, did a full stop, and then turned, and I had enough time to see. I saw it come out of the ditch, full stop, turn, and then it put its head down. Like it put its head down, like it knew there was going to be. A collision, mm. and it was putting its head down like it. Okay, <laughs> let's go head to head on this bad boy. It it lost. Hi, Jed. Hey, how are you doing, guys? Good. Hey, what's two going funny, on? Two funny ones for you. Uh, you're talking about Pigeon River. When I worked at the Harley dealership in Thunder Bay, there was this guy that used to come into the dealership with those deer alerts on his helmet. On, on his the bike. helmet. On the helmet. Look like little ears on his helmet. Yep. <laughs> and he said, he said. Oh, I've never come in even close to hitting anything. Literally, like you said, Andrew, your son said that. 
couple yeah. days later, we find out the guy's in hospital. Yeah. Oh, no. And what happened was a deer mounted his gas tank. You know, uh, Jalen, just before you get to the border, it gets all, tre- all trees at Pigeon River. Yep. Well, a deer ran across the road, and they had a picture of this thing. It mounted his gas tank. <laughs> wow. With him on the bike. Here's the other one. That's Sheldon disturbing. Lake. I was coming back from Rocky hmm. on the 11 Highway, and everybody stopped on the side of the road. And here's this guy. He hit a moose. The RSMP's there. The lights are on and everything. They're sitting there taking a picture of the guy's car with the moose there. I swear, the moose got up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Those are the toughest. I believe it. I know. That, that moose yeah. that rode off my car ran away. Yeah. Well, this thing was laying there, and all of a sudden, we're all sitting there looking in the vehicle. And I swear, I was the only one. And this thing got up. And they were literally a couple of feet from me taking a picture of the moose. So you don't want yeah. to tangle with anything that you can hit with a car that gets up it and gets up and, and walks off. away. Yeah. You got her. Yeah. <laughs> okay, have a good one, guys. Thanks, hey, Jed. Too. Take it easy. Hi, Jim. Hey, how you guys doing? Good, good. buddy. What's going on? Well, I love this one. I'll tell you, i got two two stories about deer. One, oh gosh, this was 35 years ago. I was driving a three-quarter ton GMC truck with a tire mount on the front. You know, you see that with campers? Yeah. Um, and, of course, those those things are, are tanks. They're solid steel, right? Mm-hmm. So Bambi jumps in front, and I catch Bambi on, on the top of, of, of the, uh, the uh, tire. Flips Bambi up. Bambi hits my windshield, cracks it, flips over and lands in my box, dead. Really? Yeah. Did everything well, but tag there in my box. So I, yeah. I pulled over to stop, and I thought, what do I do now? Yeah, what do you, you know? do? Well, you drive them to a butcher. That's what you do. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, who knows what the internal damage is, but I'm thinking, oh, my God. So I pulled Fish and Wildlife, and they said, well, just pull them out of your vehicle. Tell us whereabouts he is, and we'll pick him up. Mm. So I did. Second time, this, this one really hurt, um, a 1987 Trans Am. I just got out of the shop. Oh, no. Beautiful white pearl a paint job. I mean, big box. This was a show car. And literally, literally, the day I got it back from the shop, I'm driving into St. Elmore and I hit Bambi. Oh. And it was just so frustrating. But let me tell you, I want to leave this with one thing for, for your listeners. There is a product out there, Canadian Tire. It's like $20. Ever since I've used it, I have not seen had a deer hit since. And I travel uh, rural roads all the time. Okay? And what is it? I, 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 it's called a deer whistle. Yeah, I had a deer whistle for a while. But you know what? The John Bornean guy from the insurance says they don't. There's no real proof that they work. See, I had a deer whistle you. for a while, and I didn't hit anything. And then going through a car wash one day, part of one of them cracked off or something, and I think I took. Well, I'll off. tell you, I, I've been going. I've been going to the cabin and on the road, and and they'll come out in the bush, or they'll start to move toward the highway, they'll freeze and stare at me. And I've seen that numerous times. And if I don't have them on there, they keep coming. Hmm. Okay. So, so, so they do work, but I have to tell you, when I, I told this to a friend of mine, you know, she said, well, how do you stick your head out the window and blow the whistle? <laughs> Carefully. <laughs> have a good one, guys. Thanks, Jim. Have a great Christmas. Can you eat meat that you've hit with your vehicle? I don't think so. I mean, can you? Yes. Yeah, you probably can, but I'm guessing the adrenaline through the meat would make it taste bad. Oh, no, I, think I was thinking inc- about the legality of it. I'm not sure if you can... Oh, uh, yeah, um, and, and it'd be fairly bruised as well. What damage does it do to the meat? But can you eat roadkill? Yeah, it seems wrong. But, I mean, you know, Jim, it hits it, plops up, and f- goes right back into the into the bed of his truck. Mm-hmm. Well, that's convenient. That's convenient, exactly. Loads himself, that's great. So the question is, can you eat? Yeah, I don't know. Hi, Dell. Hello. 
the answer is yes. You can? Call, call Fish and Game. They'll come out or the RCMP will come out. They'll look at the animal, confirm it was a road hit, and you can take it. Now, how, but... Deer sausage. You convert it over to the sausage. Just a sausage. You're not cutting steaks up or anything out of it or... Well, if the hindquarters are fine, you could make steaks out of it. But, yeah, you, usually it's made up in deer sausage because uh, oh. the meat is shredded from the broken bones. Oh, I love deer sausage. <laughs> I, I, got a, I got a deer story for you. Okay. I was driving between Duluth and the Sioux. There's one section of highway in the U.S. there that it's about 20 miles straight as an arrow flat. On the right-hand side, there's clearing to the forest about 300 feet. To the left of the highway, there's a clearing to the forest about 200 feet. I'm driving through here in the middle of the night, and I, all of a sudden, off in the distance, I see all these tiny pinpoints of light. And I'm like, what the hell is that? And I'm getting closer and closer, and I'm like, well, that's strange. And I started, I figure I better slow down. <laughs> okay. It was hundreds of deer crossing on their migratory route from southern Michigan to the south shore of the lake, uh-huh. and they were heading north. This went for 20 miles. Wow. There were thousands of deer. I never got over 40 miles and over 40 kilometers an hour the whole way. And the whole way, I was just laying on my horn repeatedly yeah. over and over. Thousands. I've never seen anything like it. I get to the next town finally, and I pull in to let them know, to let the sheriff's department know what's going on. And then you guys, oh, we've been waiting for this. Awesome. Okay, oh, yeah. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to let them know. And <laughs> sure enough, they started, sheriff's department showed up, and they started heading out, and they started shutting the highway down and escorting vehicles through. Hmm. The deer run is just like the smelt run. You know, you just right. wait for the smelts to show up so you can go catch all the, <laughs> all the smelts. It's a well, Northern I'm- Ontario, Michigan thing. Yeah, I don't know, Minnesota man. Minnesota thing. thing ever. Also, another story in the military he was driving he drove a rice rocket 200 plus kilometers an hour all the time motorbike he was leaving the back gate off cfb cold lake heading out and i guess on the back road he was doing about 170 miles an hour and a deer ran out the biggest piece of the deer they found measured maybe three inches by three Uh. inches the guy broke both arms uh lower arm and upper arm he had a concussion and he was flipped and thrown from the bike about 200 feet down the pavement. Wow. Wow. And he went and bought another bike as soon as he was able yeah, to. Yeah, of course he did. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Dell. Take it easy. Uh, Paul, Don in St. Paul, what's going on? Hi, how's it going? Good. Um, anyway, for deer, if they, you hit them so quick, the adrenaline doesn't have time to hit the meat. So okay. They're, they're so good. And... Uh, and for Andrew was talking about moose, moose never go backwards. Yes, they do. One day I was driving down the road and I see the ambient light disappear. I didn't know what it was at the time, but I hit the brakes so hard. But the problem is when you hit the brakes, the front car, nose of the car pitches down. You can't see as far. Mm-hmm. So when I was getting up close to where I thought I was going to impact something, I let off the brakes. But the screeching of the tires, the mother and the two turned around and started going back across the highway and I had just enough time to scooch around them. Hmm. Okay, good to know. Anyway, they they do they will turn around, but I think what well, we yeah. know is that they can be unpredictable. Yeah, they're definitely unpredictable. I'm I'm thinking more in terms of you know you've got that moose or that deer that's uh, springing out of the uh, out of the uh, ditch in front of you. It's it's probably not going to tap dance backwards. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> No, the deer, the deer usually won't. Yeah. <laughs> Don, thanks for the call. It's 2.46. We'll quick break here. Ernest, please hold the line. We'll get your phone call right after this. 
Alrighty, we ended up getting talking about uh, run-ins with uh, animals, deer, moose, again on the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News, based on some video that Gord's going to have on Global News at 5 and 6 tonight. Uh, lots of phone calls coming in. Hi, Ernest, thanks for waiting. Hey, how you doing? Good. Sounds like you live in Strathcona County. You have lots of deer and moose. I don't live in Strathcona County, but uh, everyone is trying to guess that, but nice try. (laughs) (laughs) Urgent. But um, I have a whistle story for you, but I was going to add that, yeah, it's quite easy to get a a found dead animal uh, permit. Uh, And nowadays, you call fishing game, you know, you see a deer on the road and it's salvageable, and they'll just tell you to take some pictures. So it's it's really quite a simple thing. But uh, the deer whistle, I tell you, I don't know... I I hunt and fish a lot. I'm on the back roads and highways, you know, looking for animals and knock on wood. I haven't hit any myself, but I've seen plenty hit. But my wife's relatives live in the Marathorpe area, and over the years, they have hit many. It seems like everybody in the family has hit at least one deer or moose, and they all have those silly whistles on their cars from Canada Tire or wherever. Mm-hmm. And my theory on this is i think those darn whistles actually scare the animal off the if they're in the ditch off the ditch they hear it and it startles them into the road uh-huh. <laughs> i i don't know how many times they've had and they have those darn whistles on i even took one off one of the red written off cars they had a car written off i took the whistle off the car just to kind of bug them actually and i went hunting i said i'm going to keep this hunting with me this seems like a deer tractor so I'm gonna keep this. I'm gonna bring this along for good luck. Anyway, yeah, no, lots of lots of lots of stories and lots of pictures if you go on the web about <laughs> some pretty funny story. You know, pictures of moose lying on top of a camper or whatever. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, actually yeah, looking at a site. A, a listener gave us a suggestion talking about deer whistles to go to uh, Hornet-Canada.com. And it's uh, it looks like it's wired to your car, and it's ninety nine bucks the uh, basic model, using uh, the latest military technology. Oh yeah, of yeah. course. The, you know oh, what? Right the, on, right on. The deal breaker, though, it's called the Hornet. the The deal breaker for me is that I got to wire it to my car. Wow. I'm not mechanically inclined. Quite honestly, I think that they, if they were in the ditch and out of your way, they might get startled hearing that thing and going your way. <laughs> hey, I went on the peninsula today with my grandson. Oh, how and what did you think about it? Well, it took a, it was only like about a twenty-four second ride, hmm. so that's what a million dollars a second. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was nice. I mean, it's not going to get you down to the river valley the way they make it, but they do have that nice outlook. If you're scared of heights, you don't want to stand on the edge of that thing huh. and look down. But it is kind of neat. So did did it smell of uh, did it smell of urine at all? Not at all. Quite all right. clean and but it, it's new. It's new. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and it's no heat in it. Uh, I don't know. I don't think it's going to become a... I know what you're talking about, a shelter at night. And some yeah. People. I think it's locked up at night. But, uh, you know, it, it was kind of neat. Uh, I wouldn't... I wouldn't... I wouldn't come from anywhere else. I mean, <laughs> it's not going to attract tourists. But what the heck. They spend <laughs> but, money. you know, but tourists who do come here. here, they'll be able to, yeah, to enjoy sure. it. I, I did see three bicyclists, though. Mm-hmm. So, Hmm. Well, if they can spend that much money on bike lanes, then what the heck is another $24 million for this? It's <laughs> neat. It's kind of neat. That's all. <laughs> Ernest, always great to hear from you. Thanks for the call. Take care. Yeah, take it easy now. Oh, I love it when Ernest calls. Do you remember, Ernest? Do you remember Ernest? Ernest, it was like, if, if I remember correctly, it was a first-time caller, and on the very first time he called, he won foreigner tickets.
Oh, yeah. Do you remember? Do and remember then he's called that. in a couple of oh, times good. since then. Yeah, he's like one of my favorites. Um, not that we have favorites no. on the 630 well, Chad afternoon news. Ah, we do. We do have some favorites. Okay, we're going to take a quick break here. Hey, Shirley, the bus driver, Bill, Darren, can you all hold on after the 3 o'clock news? If you can do that, we'll get your phone calls, all that and much more still to come. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.